Welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? As we've discussed, it is everything and nothing. So strap in, bitches, we're going shopping. (laughs) That is the second Mean Girls reference I've heard today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I could pull it, but I'm a little upset that I wasn't the first. (laughs) (laughs) It helps it was on TV, so... Okay, fair enough. Um... Goddamn TV, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> so upset. <laughs> so upset. Um, so yeah. So this is our variety podcast. We talk about nostalgia. We talk about pop culture. We're not just going to be like pining about the '90s and being like back in our day, the things were so much better because they weren't. Um, but um, yeah. So this is we just talk about stuff. We analyze it. We have a good time. We are friends, and and we wanted an excuse to chat with each other please for the love of god tell me you're you're not starting with episode four because uh you may want to go back a couple so um but yeah we've already said our names and things of that nature so uh let's just kind of dive into it and um i mean amelia want to tell me about your week sure um so i feel like this week has been super uneventful mm-hmm. um but yesterday uh okay so i do operations and finance stuff um and hr stuff for a small nonprofit, and uh our payroll company that we got rid of in the middle of last year failed to do our w-2s for taxes um and after which if you know anything they were due at the end of january and it's almost the end of february yeah. so that's a problem um, they finally sent us some data, not the actual documents, just some data. So Ooh. I spent the entire day yesterday running to Office Max, getting the forms and software, and data entering everybody's W 2s. Jesus. Yeah. That is luckily, big jinkies. luckily, it was 37, not like 100 or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like. Thank God we got rid of them because, like, it's this shit. Why? Um, so, yeah, not exactly the happiest or the funniest of stories, but uh, wow, this was what I was a... raging about all day yesterday. So, Oh, yikes. I mean, I can't even, like, I've had, um, I've only had, like, W-2 issues once, and it was uh, a company that I previously worked for where they, they're based in uh, Minnesota, but I obviously live in wisconsin and they sent me my w2 like two years in a row being like hey you made some money in minnesota and i'm like uh no i did not so can you please get that correct and they would be like yeah we can get it correct it's just gonna take us like mm, i don't know like four to six weeks to fix it because we have a lot of people we're dealing with mm-hmm. it's like uh no like i could understand if it was my goof up and i gave you the wrong info and i had to be like hey can you amend this that's one thing but like to me if it's your goof up you should stop what you're doing and be like hey like yo i'm gonna fix this because like okay. i understand it's like a larger company but like yeah, you're throwing my and both times it's ended up being fine. So really, I'm just being I'm just like whining into the wind. But like, it's just like that, that's a freak out moment when you're just oh, like, yeah. oh, why did you send me two W2s? Why is half of my paycheck in Wisconsin and half of it in Minnesota? Yeah. And then like 
like last time it was like the pettiest thing they were just like you made all of your money in wisconsin except for like 160 bucks and it's like cool now i have to like fix this because even though to you it's like 160 bucks to me it's way more than that but right anyway yeah and the thing is is that we have several staff people who work for us part-time and are also farmers oh okay Um, and farm taxes are due march 1 okay Ooh, yikes that's coming up yeah so i've been getting frantic calls say like where's mm-hmm. our tax stuff where's our tax stuff where's our tax stuff because we right. file our taxes in a week not yeah. in six weeks or two mm-hmm. months yeah so yeah that was the fire i put out yesterday <laughs> welcome to amelia and Cherk. what are you doing a tax podcast <laughs> 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 no, please don't, don't, don't believe that no. we'll get booted. I promise um, this is the only tax story I will tell. <laughs> yeah, and I think I've, that's the only one that I've really got. So, yeah. um, as far as my week, uh, I so I went to uh, an escape room in town, and it was not the one that I used to work at because that would have been super boring. Um, with a friend, uh, a couple of friends, and they had some friends in town, so we went in and uh, we did their hardest room, and I think we got out with at least eighteen minutes to spare. So that was a pretty pretty cool deal um it ended up being a room that one of uh, my favorite podcasters when they were in town doing a live show they had done it and um they have like a wall where if i think if you get out with more than 10 minutes to spare you get to write your name on the wall or whatever um and so they uh they get uh, they wrote their name on the wall but then the the manager like put acrylic over it so we just like we finished it and the guy, the guy that was running, it was like, Hey, you get to like write your name on the wall. Cool. So, um, the person that, uh, organized the thing is a, a somewhat well-known Twitch streamer. Um, I say somewhat because I'm not sure exactly how popular he is. Uh, he's popular for sure, but like, I don't know exactly how far his reach is. So, um, there is that, but he like, we would like all like advertise his Twitch channel. We put our, our team name as his, his Twitch URL. And then like one of us looked and we're like, what is that brick? That's like acrylic over. And they were like, Oh, well like the guy was like, Oh, it's like a popular podcast. Like my brother, my brother and me. And I was like, oh! they were here and they let you, Oh, that's so cool. Um, so I did that. And then I uh, went to a friend's birthday party afterwards. I was like, very, very hungry. So I was like, I'm gonna go to Popeye's. I'm gonna get that chicken sandwich. Cause, uh, is real real good in my opinion so i get there and the uh, car like uh kind of pulls in front of me into the drive-thru and it's about like 11 15 at night 11 maybe 11 20 uh and they close at midnight and then he, that person gets up to the speaker and then like waits three seconds and then they pull away and i was like oh all right cool i'm gonna get my food maybe they just decide they didn't want anything or maybe like the chicken sandwich is sold out it's happened um so I pull up and then I just hear, and I'm like, um, okay. I'm assuming that she's telling me that the chicken sandwich is out. And so I was like looking at the menu and I was just like, I'm hungry enough to just get something as opposed to just be like, oh, you don't have what I want. So I'm just going to leave. So I'm like, um, I'll get the chicken tenders. And then she like clears her throat and she's like, no, I'm really sorry, sir. I said that the car in front of you has taken all of our food. We have no food left. And then I like look ahead and there's like a blue minivan at the window, just like in park, like off, like there's no exhaust or anything running. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so you mean to tell me <laughs> what this, this van pulled up and went, give me all your food. I'll pay for all of it. 
and oh I was my like, God. I was like, uh, so either that's the case or they just really didn't want to make any more food because they, they were like, well, it's kind of close to closing time, uh-huh. uh, which I was like, okay, maybe, but come on, y'all, you really go, okay, fine, sure, whatever you say, I'll take your word for it, but. Oh my so, god, that's insane. Yeah, Either that way, was, that's insane. <laughs> that was my story. I was just like, so obviously I pulled away because I was like, well, there's no point in me being here if you're not going to give me literally anything. Yeah. Um, and like, oh. I guess there was somebody just like, one of the um, workers just, just like leaned up against the building talking to them while they were just waiting for this massive amount of food to like be delivered to them. So yeah, that. that that happened. <laughs> Now I want to know what they needed all that food for. I do too. Cause it was like, I was like, is, is this like a situation where like they just had a, like some friends come over and like, we're just like, Oh cool. We'll just quick grab some food, do some late night movies or as a perfect segue into our topic for today, were they um, smoking some, uh, uh, some, <laughs> the, the lady named Mary Jane. They have a, did they have some ganja perhaps? Um, it is, <laughs> It is, uh, as of this recording, legal in our neighboring state to the south, but uh, not uh, uh, quite here uh, in Wisconsin. So maybe they thought uh, they would get some food and, you know, just have themselves a little bud, a little herb. (laughs) We sound 85 years old. (laughs) (laughs) That was the goal. So um, if you did not read the title of the the episode, which may be very... uh, nonsensical so who knows really but we're going to talk about some anti-drug PSAs specifically some ones from the 90s that uh I just hit Amelia up and I was like remember these fucking crazy ass commercials from like the partnership for a drug-free America and like all the like that kind of stuff yes these are all uh just great so yes um I so, love the fact that earlier when you were giving like an update or an overview of what this podcast is about, you said mm-hmm. we won't always be talking about 90s nostalgia, but <laughs> we are today. So <laughs> <laughs> Today is not one of those days, bitches. Yep, yep. yep. So, but I love it. Um, yeah, we as a, uh, as a quick aside, a playlist and I watched it and it will be yeah. linked in the show notes mm-hmm. and um we also thought of a couple others that weren't on the playlist that we remembered. So yeah. As yeah. a quick aside, I said bitches at such a frequency that my teeth literally vibrated. And I was like, Oh wow. That was, that was a powerful, <laughs> a was powerful a bitches. <laughs> I was like, Bitcher. Whoa. Did it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just had to, I had to mention that I am not smoking anything. I'm not smoking any ganja. I'm not smoking any herb. None of that. That's no. not my, not my style but okay so i want to start with the one that you sent me because like i kind of went off of that and then kind of just like i had my other notes but just to stay in sync amelia was like this there's this one that i saw that i have to talk about so let's go with that one okay yes so um yeah i had accidentally let the thing keep running after the playlist so i saw this one as well um because it just auto-played and i remember it so vividly Mm-hmm. from my childhood and it's this commercial where this guy in like a collared shirt and tie comes in and sets his briefcase down in the living room and sits down on the couch and then you know does some heroin so um 
like you do <laughs> like you do and i feel like and i remember this like song in the background like this very grunge 90s song about mm-hmm. not being an addict just playing in the background and it's so dramatic which yes is the theme of most of these commercials yes. um and and like the there's text that comes up on the screen that's like if he's not an addict what is he and like all this shit <laughs> and it's so I, like the problem with these commercials is that they're so over dramatic and the, yes. the way they're shot and scripted and whatever, they're just so ridiculous that you want to laugh. But at the same time, like obviously being addicted to heroin is not funny. Mm-hmm. It's not an okay thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just, I just, I, I remember that so vividly, and especially like the song in the background of this. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, that's very interesting because I, I don't think to, I think when you sent it to me, it was the first time I'd ever seen it. Oh, okay. But, so I was just like, I was like, I'm curious as to what, uh, what Amelia thinks about this one. Cause I, I was like, well, I think it's to me, like you said, it's like, it's not a funny topic, but it's done in such a way that it is amusing because like there's this text that's like, he's my dad. He's my accountant. He's my husband. He's my so-and-so he's mm-hmm. an addict. And then it's like, well, if he's not an addict uh, or so he's not an addict, I was like, well, if he's not an addict, then what is he? And the, like, it's shot in that nineties way of like, I'm trying to like describe it properly. Where like, you know, he's moving around, but there's like, uh, like aliasing, like a tracing of him, like where he mm-hmm. goes, like there's like a streak of him that's like going behind. Mm-hmm. And then there's like jump cut to him, like on the couch. And he's got like his sleeves rolled up, but he's still got his like dress shirt on and he's scratching and convulsing. And then he's like wiping his head and there's sweat on his brow. And like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and it's like talking about all the things that he is while he's just getting high as shit. Just yep. like, <laughs> yep. yep. And yeah, let, like it, a lot of these commercials have that very specific 90s style, like you said, um, where it's like, it's kind of shadowy. It's very like, um, it's not in black and white, but it's, all, it's very washed out. Yes. Um, and like it's slow motion a little bit at times and mm-hmm. some there's a lot of camera angles like from the bottom up and like it just I, 90s commercials are so something <laughs> a lot of a lot of 90s the this stuff that was broadcast in the 90s just a lot of it was fucking like just crazy yes. um I, I, I want to transition out of that one into another grunge uh, commercial. I don't, did you mm-hmm. did you check the Everclear one? Yes, of course. Okay, so that's the one that I want to talk about next. Because it was like the entirety of the band of Everclear at the time, which is just like Art Alexa, uh, Alex, Alexis? Alexakis? Alexakis? I can't say his last name. Um, he's the main, sing- he's the main um, singer-guitarist for Everclear. Like him and two other dudes, and they could not be bothered to be doing this commercial like they were just like you're fucking paying us all right like we'll take (laughs) your money but we're gonna do it our way like we're not gonna do it however you think we're gonna do it Mm -hmm. so it starts with like a guitar riff and then the other two members not named art um i'm gonna call him alex alex a kiss because i'm probably just gonna for ease of use so i'm not just stumbling over it every time he's standing in the middle of these two dudes and they're doing like this hand motion like hey what's up dude and then like that's all they pretty much do for the entire commercial like there's different shots 
and they'll be standing in the background, like either with like their arms crossed or their hands on their hips, or they're like leaned up against a wall, looking away from the camera. And Art's the only one talking, mm-hmm. and he's just like, he's basically like, "Yeah, I wanted to do drugs, and I did them, and it was a bad idea. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I could have, I could have like made like way more of myself. Sad. Anyway, don't listen then- to don't listen to us. Listen to yourself. That's all I have to say." <laughs> Yep, and then he talks about like being uh, like a musician cliche or something. Yeah, <laughs> the last, the literally last thing on the commercial is this art saying, "I don't know what else to say." <laughs> <laughs> it's because of all the drugs. He doesn't know what to say. <laughs> but it just like couple it with the fact like he just like didn't want to be there, and he's just like, "Yeah, don't do drugs or don't listen to us. I don't know. Listen yeah. to yourself." I don't know what else to say. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> that fucking oh. got me. Like, I had to walk away. I was just like, fucking art. You're just like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Do drugs or don't. I don't care. I'm not your dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except for those two, I feel like most of them were with kids. Yes. That so was all yeah. about, like, kids don't do drugs and they'd show kids younger and younger and be like even kids this young are being offered drugs and stuff yeah parents talk to your kids about drugs and Mm -hmm. um to transition sorry uh to transition the the next one that i wanted to hit on real quick and then i'll kind of let you take the reins is the school picture one yeah i was like just gonna say that yeah i was like these fucking fourth graders like okay so i like, like I was okay. Okay, I was gonna say like thank you because I was like my ability to like gauge when how old kids are, especially in the nineties, was like just oh yeah, I incapable. Totally wrong, but I feel but, like they were really young. Yeah, they they look hella young, and they're like all gathered in the gym for a school picture, like as a class. Which let me tell you, like we did not do. I went to private schools pretty much all my like you know my education career, so to speak. But like I can like there was like there were of, or of course were like hey like dare programs and stuff like that. But like also like in my neighborhood or any that kind of stuff, no one was like offering us like me or any of my friends drugs. Like mm-hmm. at any point. Like I'm not talking about like as a kid. I'm like I have literally been offered like like marijuana, like I wanna say maybe twice in my life and both of those times were in college. Mm-hmm. So like like the dare program i was just like okay well this is something we're supposed to do but i'm gonna do it but like these kids look hella young and they're like mm-hmm. they're doing like the slow motion dramatic bit where like these kids are laughing but it looks like sinister because this kid is like open mouth just full-on guffawing but it's in slow motion so it's like the oh the person in the background's like can you spot the drug pusher in this picture and it's like they're all like seven eight years old my dude like no right (laughs) yeah they're like yeah even kids this young or whatever and then i i put this in my notes someone they think is their friend could be giving this to them or pushing Mm -hmm. this on them and i was like that is so just like i mean not that it's out of the realm of possibility or whatever but just the way that 90s commercials made it sound like literally every eight-year-old was pushing drugs <laughs> mm-hmm. and and a majority of these commercials are are they were a part of the like the partnership for a drug-free america it was their campaign yeah. so it was like a company essentially it was just like we're gonna put out all these different kinds of commercials so we can just try as many different tactics as we possibly can to like you know the war mm-hmm. on drugs um mm-hmm. 
and my notes after that first one was like, Sharon was in charge of marketing on this. She had heard from a friend of a friend that like little Billy was like offered a, like a marijuana cigarette, which was probably like a candy cigarette on the playground that they were just like, this is <laughs> drugs. And she was like, oh, we need to, we need the, 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 the kids are so young nowadays and they're, they're being, they're drug mules for, for all these, these big, you know, these big drug kingpins and we have to stop them. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's fucking like, it's, it was a candy cigarette. My dude, like just chill. Yeah. Like, but that's what I wrote down because I was like this commercial to me, not saying like, you know, obviously it had to reach somebody because it was, it ran for quite a while, but like a lot of mm-hmm. these commercials, I was just like, I mean, I saw them, but nobody was yeah. offering me nothing. Right. Like, yeah. No, I don't, I still to this day, I'm not really sure anyone has offered me drugs. So. <laughs> You're not sure. <laughs> they walk away from a conversation with you and they're just like, man, oh. she just really didn't want those drugs. And you were just like, that was a nice, wholesome conversation. <laughs> Mainly it's just because, like, I knew people in college who had them. So if yeah. I wanted them, I maybe could have asked mm-hmm. and gotten them. But I don't remember them ever actually, like, asking me if I wanted any. Yeah. So. And I feel like when we were in college, people were just chill enough to be like, do you want it or not? Yeah. Like, it's expensive. So, like, I'm not going to push right. it on you. Yeah. Like, I mean, just... I had a I had a friend in college. Not... I won't name mm-hmm. who both parents uh, separately uh, grew marijuana. So, okay. um, so yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure if I wanted any, I could get that from her, but I never wanted any and she never offered like straight up offered it to me. So yeah, I don't really feel like I've ever been quote unquote offered any drugs, which I don't know what that says about me, but I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I, another series of ads in this that I really enjoyed, um, were these, these ads where these like preteens and teenagers would say like, they told me I wouldn't get, uh, addicted after one hit or like, I could just try it once and this wouldn't happen. Or they said mm-hmm. like Ritalin would just help me focus in school. And then it always ends with, they lied. <laughs> Just the devious ass, like this, the utter betrayal on these kids' faces. Yes, like, yes. it's not funny, but it is funny because it's, it's like, yeah, right? They lied, mm-hmm. and it's one like, thing, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, no, no, go ahead. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed about this, not just those commercials, but all of this playlist, is like they did. I felt like they did a pretty good job of like mixing it up. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you got commercials about Ritalin, and you got pictures about huffing, and you got pictures. Uh, commercials about sniffing glue and mm-hmm. heroin and coke and marijuana, of course. But like, I just you know a wide range of stuff. Oh, there's one about LSD. I remember, um, and um, that I- one, that one I really enjoyed because one of the things the guy said in that commercial was, "Reality is the prison of our minds," <laughs> 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 which is just like so dramatic and perfect for a commercial about LSD. But right. it also, but also, it kind of makes me go. It kind of is, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, like, when I saw that out, that one, my, my, the only thing I wrote down was, so is this a pro LSD ad or not? Because, <laughs> like, you, you saying that is like, well, if this, the, if this is the prison, then I might want to escape. Where the L- LSD at? No, like, right, uh, obviously, yeah, no, if you are, if you are a young person who is easily influenced, do not. 
take our advice, obviously, don't take no. drugs. No. At least Kids, without parental drugs. consent. Unless you, yeah, talk to your parents. Don't don't do drugs. Okay, so that brings me to a point. Yeah. Did your guardian ever talk to you about drugs? Hell no to the no no no. Hell to the no. No, the only person that did um, was uh, my grandmother, and she basically uh, uh, just told me about a member of the family that was doing it and then I looked at that particular member of the family and I was like uh yeah I'm straight (laughs) I'm good don't need it not that I was like ever curious but I was just like oh no I'm okay (laughs) they can have it they can have all of it I don't need a drop (laughs) I'm good yeah yeah Um, no my parents never ever talked to me about drugs or sex or any of that stuff mm -hmm. and part of me is like oh thank god like, I was smart enough to learn about all that stuff in school and other places and not partake in dangerous activities, quote unquote. But at the same time, I also feel like it has made those topics a little more taboo to me. Mm-hmm. This Now I'm getting a little bit into therapy, but um, <laughs> but like, I feel like because they never talked to me about that kind of stuff or talked about that stuff around me. Mm-hmm. That I, it's like, oh, it's taboo. So like, I'm not supposed to talk about those things. So yeah. that's been an interesting thing in my adult life. But um, <laughs> <laughs> dealing with that now. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, the other commercial that we have to have to have to talk about mm-hmm. is the Rachel Lee Cook commercial. Oh, uh, is that the um? This, this is, is your brain. brain. This yeah, is your brain okay, on I, heroin. Okay, I did not know that was Rachel Lee Cook. So okay. when you said Rachel Lee Cook, I was like, fuck, which one is that? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yes. No, you're fine. So you're fine. Um, I'm ready for it. Let's go. Yeah. Hit it up. So it's a commercial. She's holding an egg and she says, this is your brain. And then she um, pulls up a frying pan and was like, this is heroin. And then like smashes the egg with it. And then... She starts smashing up, like, the entire kitchen with it and is like, see, but heroin doesn't just affect you. It affects your family and your friends and, like, all this shit. And it is just, like, at least to me and I feel like to some people is just iconic. It is this iconic commercial that everybody remembers from the 90s. Yep, yep, yep. Like I said, I didn't know who Rachel Lee Kick was in relation to this, but I, like when you mm-hmm. when you were like this is your brain, like that's all you had to say and I knew yep. exactly what you were talking about. Yep. Um so uh the the one note that I wrote down for that one was <laughs> when she says at the end, any question? I was like raising my hand like, yeah, I have one question. Who the fuck let you trash their diner like this? They're going to be pissed <laughs> when they come back. <laughs> They're gonna be so fucking mad. It's like, yeah. bitch, we said you could have one egg. You're like, what the fuck is up <laughs> this? We let you smash one egg, which I, I am to this day convinced was like the most prop ass egg because I was like, I've oh, smashed yeah. an egg or two in my day and has not fucking run like that. It's all, it was like, just like just the most oh, yeah. runny, wet, disgusting oh, yeah, yeah. ass. Like oh, sure. all of the eggshell pieces were flat. And I was like, that's not how eggshells work, but sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, that that one. I mean, it, I mean, it definitely is iconic, like you said. And like she taught, like she just like smashes the egg, but then she gains an intensity about like these are your friends, and this is your money, and this is like you know all that kind of stuff. And it's like it really. I mean, it's not. She's not wrong. Like it. No. Can't, like drugs. 
and not obviously not to become a PSA for anti-drug shit ourselves, but like that shit can and will ruin your life. Like, oh yeah, like we we don't want to let you think at any point that we think that drugs are okay or unfunny or. Uh, Imagine in 2020, we have to put this disclaimer in our yes, own podcast course. where we're making fun uh, of anti-drug PSAs. Yes, the only reason we're making fun of them is because of their quality. Like yes. their quality is not great. We remember them so vividly from our childhoods, and like they're just the way. Yeah, the way mm. that they're done is so dramatic that it's funny, and I can't help but laugh at a lot of them. Yeah. Um, the, but yeah, the other one that's one, kind of. Uh, iconic sorry to to mention is the the drowning one i don't know oh. uh it's the girl and she's in her room and it was talking about like huffing glue and it's like oh, basically yeah, being yeah, like yeah. hey your brain when you're doing this shit isn't getting oxygen so it thinks you're drowning mm-hmm. and i remember being fucking terrified yeah. because like uh i remember being terrified because like it was all of a sudden just like a just a deluge of water just hits her room mm-hmm. and it fills up and she's like trying to get out. And it's like, mm-hmm. like to me, like I have a very real fear of drowning. So like that was, I was just like, Oh shit. Like fucking. Yeah. And then they like did the bit where like the doll was just like floating in the water, like lifelessly. And I was just like, fucking yikes. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That one's kind of scary. Yeah. I remember like having to look away cause that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mm-hmm. So some of these did their job because they were like, don't fucking do this. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was such a do-gooder as a kid, and probably now, um, yeah. that, that like dare and all this kind of stuff did scare me off from ever wanting to do drugs. So like it worked. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. you can't. It's bad. <laughs> Um, but not to take it back, but I have to say one more thing about the This Is Your Brain commercial. Yeah, go for because it. Because I remember hearing about it again a few years ago. So I looked it up. And yes, indeed, in 2017, Rachel Lee Cook used the, those commercials because there were more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other This Is Your Brain on drugs commercials that she didn't do. Yeah, um, yeah. But nobody remembers those because who cares? Um, but yeah, in 2017, <laughs> they did another commercial using footage from those old commercials. And um, but then it says this is what Wikipedia says. Um, the PSA critiqued the war on drugs and its contribution to mass incarceration, structural racism and poverty. It was posted on YouTube on April 20th, 2017 in, recon- in recognition of 420. Hmm. interesting i remember it i remember that this happened but i do not remember that it was like that so Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that's real and not some fucking idiot on wikipedia but no it does not look like it i followed Uh, the link yeah a, a quick social commentary i wanted to make on this is that like at least from the majority that i remember from this playlist like it the like it did a, I would say it, it focused more on like, and this is probably, you know, by design, but it focused more on like suburban white kids than it really did like 
on like members of the black community like there's a oh, couple yeah. that are like in there and like, I can only really remember like maybe like one of them off the top of my head where they portrayed like a black person or <laughs> as a drug mm-hmm. pusher as opposed to like mm-hmm. it being like some like older like you know pre-high school kid mm-hmm. um there was the one it's like and I remember it actually was kind of clever because it was talking it was like he was on a basketball like court and he was like talking to the camera and being like hey moms thanks for like not talking to your kids about drugs like I really appreciate it and like you would think that oh my baby's too young or whatever but once they get a fix they'll like lie cheat and steal and then like the line that I was like oh that was fucking clever he's like I love it when I get first crack at him and I was like first crack and also the first crack see what they did there yep corny as shit but yep. like I was just like oh wow all right I see what you did there yep yeah I, so, okay so I'm looking this up and there's an article on Rolling Stone mm-hmm. um that talks about it that in this new new it's three years old now but um commercial it starts with Rachel Lee Cook holding up a white egg and saying that it represents one of millions of Americans who uses drugs and never gets arrested and mm-hmm. then picks up a brown egg and says this American is several times more likely to be charged with a drug crime. Um, and then, wow. and, and then the end of it says the war on drugs is ruining people's lives. It fuels mass incarceration. Incarcer- it targets people of color in greater numbers than their white counterparts. It cripples communities. It costs billions and it doesn't work. Any questions? Ooh. Yeah. So check that out, everybody. Big old. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of great. Um, so yeah, that one hit me heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on 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 that same kind of vein, uh, there was a one that was called "The Long Way Home," okay. which was it's a black and white commercial, and it's like it's showing like a row of fences, and then you see a kid like toss his book bag over, and then he hops the fence. Oh yes. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Okay, so it's it, he basically is narrating it and talking about like. Well, my teacher says, like, you know, just don't do drugs. And, like, you know, the, the basically, he's not saying the D.A.R.E. program, but, like, the police officer says not to do this, that, and the other thing. And you're seeing him, and he's like, I, it's like he's running away from something. And I was just like, oh, shit, because I don't remember this seeing this one growing up. So this mm, is my first crack at it. And I was like, what the fuck is going to be chasing him? Is it going to be, like, a giant, like, a dude, it, like, dressed as a doobie? Like, what is going to be coming? But then <laughs> they're, like, showing him, and he's talking about how, like, it's basically it's like easy for them to be like hey just don't do drugs and it's like and then you see him running and then you see like a group of like black uh youths gathered around a vehicle across the street and one of them sees the kid running and kind of just like looks over in his direction and he's like well they're not gonna basically he's like well they're not gonna be there when it happens and it, these people that are offering it don't take no for an answer mm-hmm. and i was just like that is like the fucking truth of it and i was like this is this one wasn't funny in any regard. Obviously, I was just making light of it for the sake of the podcast. But like, mm-hmm. uh, it's very serious, and it's like it's so easy, especially for like parents and and people who are are not placed under this pressure as a kid, where you're, where at least it, you know in our society then, and maybe also now, it's like it's kind of not becoming that way now. But like, you were taught to be like, hey these people are your elders, you respect them, you listen to them, you obey them. So like when a kid that's like, you know, seven, eight years, your senior comes up and says, Hey, I want to talk to you. You feel powerless. Like you feel Mm -hmm. like you're going to get in trouble just for, for refusing them or running away. So it was like a, you know, 
like it's easy for them to say hey don't do drugs but like when you're in the moment that's not the case like you right you don't really have that like your your sense of self agency and and all that stuff is taken away from you just by virtue of being in that situation yeah yep yeah i mean i feel like i remember a lot of this discussion as a kid was yeah about that about peer pressure um the words peer pressure i feel like i heard a million times in my childhood Mm -hmm. um and it's real i mean it is real um and it's not just a thing that happens to kids (laughs) um there are a lot of power dynamics at play in adult lives too that yeah right um can make things difficult but um yeah i liked that one i felt like this i don't i can't remember specifically what commercials i mean I, i remember some of these commercials as a kid um i know i didn't see all of them but i don't remember if like the ones I saw were mainly of white people or what, but um, I felt like this playlist anyway had a pretty wide variety of people in it Mm -hmm. Um, that it wasn't all like drugs or a white collar thing. Although they did have a commercial about that Um, or that drugs are only of like inner city black person thing like right. I felt like they tried to maybe not in within a commercial but like as a collection tried to make a variety of commercials about yeah. and, the it, different, it, it, how drugs affect everybody essentially. yeah and and uh, I was just gonna like kind of point out is that I felt like it wasn't necessarily like I wasn't necessarily patting it on the back mm-hmm. um because I felt like these commercials were going to be targeted towards like you know suburban affluent neighborhoods so like of mm-hmm. course they're going to be like hey your friend is so and so and they're like the, uh, the one that i can point out was the um the house party the party time one with mm-hmm. mike and his just his like great value justin taylor thomas ass haircut <laughs> he's like because they're, they're, they're showing the party and like literally none of the kids in this thing except for the one chick who looked like Ramona Flowers before her time can dance. They're all like doing like a running motion with their arms or just moving their arms <laughs> in an odd angle. And I was like looking around and I'm like, wait, what fucking house party in the nineties has a lighting system? Every single right? house party that was filmed like for a commercial or movie in the nineties. Right. Like, oh, yeah. cause like if you go to an actual house party, no one's got fucking like light trellises up and like, <laughs> like that kind of shit. Um, but he keeps going through the same door and seeing his friends and he's like, and they're like, Hey Mike, you want some? Like obviously smoking, but he keeps thinking of like different excuses. And then like, finally he just decides to stop the cycle. Cause he keeps going like through the room, like at a clockwise fashion. And then it shows him opening the original door. Basically like he's going in a circle, you know? And then finally he goes, just goes like, it's just not for me. And like, he's not pressured. The guy's just like, I, and then he goes mm-hmm. back through the door. He just came through. Mm-hmm. but like I was like in the very I mean it's a 30 second long commercial but it's like watching it over and over and over again I remember there being like not nary a person of color that was at least oh, visible yeah. you know oh, yeah. so it's like obviously or the one where um the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were involved yes. <laughs> <laughs> which uh going to my notes uh it's I was like number one do kids that young get lockers because he had to have been like under the age of like eight, the kid I had that a locker Joey. from first grade on. What? 
Yeah. What is this? Are you serious? Mm, maybe second grade. I know I had one in second grade and third grade and fourth grade. I feel like I missed the fuck out. I didn't need a lock of that, <laughs> Um, but then the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show up on a TV. It's like basically like a classroom of kids like watching this happen and being like, what should Joey do? And they're like, tell that kid to get lost. And it's like obviously a kid that's like maybe like, you know, two and a half grades uh, or three grades higher than this little young Joey. And then <laughs> pot, you know, marijuana. Like, <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like drug pusher, you're going to just say that? Like just out and out and just be like, Hey, I'm talking about drugs over here. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? I'm not using any code names at all. And then fucking... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, just the line, drug dealers are dorks. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite part. That was my favorite part. Oh, my God. I can't God. remember which turtle it was that's saying, drug dealers are dorks. <laughs> oh, my God. So I want to say it was Donatello. I think it was. Uh, someone's going to take away my TMNT card if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it was Donatello. He just goes, drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to them. I was like, God damn. Okay. <laughs> just... Okay. But I'm sorry. Like, are we really supposed to believe that, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were not doing drugs? Because all <laughs> they did was eat That's pizza. even funnier. <laughs> right? Like, they're teenage mutant ninja turtles and i'm supposed to believe there are no drugs involved in this situation i mean it was ooze way different than drugs okay sorry no sorry, it's sorry. not no i was being hella sarcastic because <laughs> obviously it was like some sort of radioactive chemical that made them <laughs> mutant turtles but um yeah and then the because uh, it's like the kid that is offering young joe joseph the drugs is like what are you chicken and his comeback is <laughs> I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. And then he just turns, slams the fuck out of his locker, just stares this kid down, just brushes him with the shoulder and walks away. I was like, God damn, the swag on this kid. Yo, yo. It's like oh he's not God. even 10 years old. He said, like, you're a turkey. Just fuck out my face. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, man. Uh, right. I'm trying to think. Uh, the Okay, I'll just kind of recap them because obviously we could go on and on and on uh, well, the, wait, there's one more oh, that i go wanted for to bring up yeah go for it this was my favorite one in that i feel like especially in light of like where we are at as a society about mm -hmm. pot that this is just like so hilarious to me um but there's this one commercial where it looks like it's like Home Shopping Network or something. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. 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 And there's this like, this like figurine that's supposed to be like a money, like a coin bank. It's a, it's a surf, surfing the monkey, surfing bank, monkey yeah. coin bank. And there's mm -hmm. this like woman, yeah, or I think, talking yeah. over and talking about how like these are going to sell out and you should buy one, you know, whatever. And then you hear somebody call in. And they're like, you just bought 15 of these. Why did you want to do that? And you like the dude is totally stoned. Yeah. He's like laughing and whatever. And they're like, and then it says like marijuana, an expensive habit. <laughs> <laughs> expensive because, because you apparently buy stupid shit. Like, I mean, I guess I'm sure that happens. Mm -hmm. um, but but like i love how that's the angle it's not it's not that this will ruin your life it's not like this will fuck up your head or your yeah. body 
it's that you're gonna buy stupid shit like 15 surfing monkey piggy banks <laughs> i mean you just start giving them off for christmas you fucking did it congratulations you got right. somebody a great gift right <laughs> they're gonna be like why did you give me you got me this last year why are you giving it to me again this year but fuck it who knows mm-hmm. um there's just so many of these really good ones um i'm yeah. trying to remember uh that i do i do want to cover let's see here the real kids on the block number one where it's like these two kids is like hey so and so guess what my friend offered uh, asked me to like show up at this like foundry building and he's like hold on that's not your friend and then they literally like this is legit dialogue in a fucking 30 second commercial mm-hmm. that guy's that kid's not your friend yes he is no he's not yes he is no he's not <laughs> Are you fucking like y'all are paying real ass money to shoot this and that's the best you could come up with? It's just a back and forth. And he goes, ah. he's like, and then he's like, you know what? If you go see that kid who wants to sell you drugs, I'm gonna tell mom. But you're my brother. Yeah, I don't care. You're not going to see that kid. But like the funny part was is there's no emotions and they they're speaking like they're out of breath. Like they have made these kids either run and run a whole lot before doing this. Or they're making them say it like 36 times in a row and they're just over it. Yeah. But like the, just the delivery on them is just like, oh, Ooh, child. God, yeah. And then I don't know if it's just the um, just the quality, like trying to uptake the quality from like the 90s to now or what. But like you can barely even see like which kid is talking and if the words are matching their mouths. So it's like it's almost like they were just like, fuck it, we'll dub it. Who cares? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, but there's that one and then there's a one that where these kids are on a playground and this young black kid is like trying to play and then like these kids just fucking get Thanos like snapped away like straight up like if you do drugs you could die and go away and he goes yep. to throw this basketball and his friend just straight up fucking vanishes yep. and then his yep. sister vanishes and then he vanishes and it's like don't die and go away <laughs> 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 which is like just is implying to young kids like the only way you're gonna die and go away is if you do them awful drugs yep. like yep um the other one was that i really really wanted to hit before i just like kind of just rapid fire uh go through them where the fuck did i put oh the kid doing doing drugs while he listens to his mom's voicemail oh yep this one was just fucking crazy to me it was so wild in that she's just like obviously like this is the era of like latchkey kids which like Mm -hmm. isn't a thing anymore Mm -hmm. like obviously like his dad was like away on business and his mom was working late so they just like you know toss the key the kid a key um and he just like just straight up listens to his mom's voicemail and like un like emotionally just starts preparing some fucking cocaine like his Mm -hmm. mom's like i left you i left you some money like you can do whatever you want with it and he's like oh really mom like you know roll it to snort some coke yep is that yep. fall in there so he he like puts down a little razor and a little like plastic baggie full of full of coke and just like ro- starts rolling up the like it's like a ten dollar bill i think because at first i thought it was like a single dollar bill and i was <laughs> my note was like uh denise what the fuck is chris supposed to buy with a one dollar bill for his dinner like are you serious right yep. now and then i like watched back and i was like ah never mind false alarm she gave him a 10 that would have got him like you know yeah. 17 burgers from mcdonald's at that rate but um <laughs> But yeah, he just like didn't give a shit. He was like, and his mom was like, I heard you quit the soccer team. Like, what's going on? Anyway, leave me a note. Or like, was like, right. you can fucking just talk to your kid when you get home. Like, right. Yeah. The implication it. of that one is definitely that like this kid fell into drugs because he doesn't have a support system, mm-hmm. um, which 
again, is not wrong necessarily, but like it just was so dramatic the way it was done. And can I also point out that you said voicemail when that was definitely an answering machine? You're correct. Because answering machines were what we had in the 90s. Yes, you are correct. That is is my (laughs) fuck up. Uh, (laughs) I'm just so used to calling it voicemail at this point. Yeah, I know, I know. You just oh man if y'all aren't familiar with what answering machines are i remember having to buy like tapes and shit and like yep. we we would get our we got our and our only answering machine that we had we got it from a goodwill and the person that donated it did not erase their shit so we had we got to listen to all these fucking random ass like answer like answering mess machine messages from this person that we did not know and it was just like oh that's weird yeah shit. Oh my god! Sorry, sorry to hear about your 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 your. Uh, I almost said Aunt Pedro. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, your Aunt Pedro. Fucking poor <laughs> Aunt Pedro. Just man, that 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 car really caught her in the hip. That really sucks. Um, that was actually it wasn't. I obviously changed the name to protect the innocent, but that was one of the answering machine messages. Is that a person got like hit in the hip by a like a slow moving car and was in Yikes. the hospital? Yikes. But yeah. Um, so there's what, what the, um, the drawn, who are your friends? It's like, Hey, KB, who are your friends here? And they're like, kind of weird drawn. And I, the only one that, the only ones that stood off was like, he had a classmate named ocean and they put like peace and love symbols all around him. So I was like, Oh, so y'all are just full on admitting that this kid was like conceived yep. while people were on drugs because yep. their parents are hippie and they named him ocean. Yep. And then it's like, Kelly, she's okay. I was like, damn, Kelly's just like smiling through. Like she doesn't give a fuck, but like. <laughs> And then, like, then I wrote, fuck Jesse and Jeff with his scribbled-ass nose line. Like, because <laughs> he had, like, that huge line across his face. I was like, what the fuck? Um, let's see. Uh, and the there was another heroin one that the girl is, like, talking about, like, the, the highs. Like, they said it was going to be the greatest high. And I remember this one, mm-hmm. like, being on mm-hmm. and during, like, after-school shows. And I, I remember, like, thinking in my head as a younger person, like, this is a white people nightmare because, like, the daughter is, like, throwing her her uh, TV and, like, like just yep. tossing her shelves. Yep. And her mom is holding her and she's, like, screaming. And I was yep. just like, if this is what drugs do to kids, fuck that. I am yeah. out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember. Um, so there's that one. Uh, there's one that was called Consequence that was just rough to watch. I was just like, there's nothing I could think about that was funny of that one. Yeah. Um, and then um, the one with the the heroin number four commercial, this is the last one that I'll bring up, um, is this lady, she like stands in front of a mirror and she starts to like remove like her earrings and then she like wipes off, um, no, she she removes her her false eyelashes and I'm like, okay, so what people fucking wear makeup but no and and jewelry whatever she takes off her um lipstick and i'm like okay still whatever and then it dawned on me because i remember seeing this one like super late at night like and so she reaches into her mouth and pulls out her dentures mm-hmm. and she just got like fucking like three teeth and it was like hey, mm-hmm. this is what heron, basically this is what heron does to you and i was like jesus christ i fucking forgot yep that, that was a thing like it hit me like i was mm-hmm. like oh shit i remember that one yep but yeah. yeah, so uh, th- those are the only ones that I'll cover. Feel free to bring up uh, other ones, but I just I forgot about like yeah. the, the the epidemic of people like huffing glue in the nineties. Like I yeah. forgot that that was a thing that like yep. glue had to get locked up. Like if it was more than just like mm-hmm. your Elmer's glue or like aerosols. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And people like fucking going trying to go to Home Depot and buying like certain paints. Mm-hmm. And they had to get locked up. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Well, I will just bring up one more to kind of end this. Um, yeah. And to give my own PSA. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one where there's this young woman um, and it's another one of those like they lied commercials. Um, mm-hmm. But she says he said he'd love me forever if I smoked crack with him. He lied. Um, and like it's just so dramatic because again it's another commercial like that other heroin one where like people are yelling and screaming and throwing shit and mm-hmm. like they get arrested and like it's just really over dramatic um but like the whole time i'm watching this commercial i'm just like okay i'm sorry but if anyone ever says to you i will love you forever if you anything i don't care yep. what it is run mm-hmm. run kids Run. Yep. 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 That is not okay. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a parent, if it's a you know a friend, or a lo- like a. a, a I yeah. should expound yeah. it like any family member that's like, "I'll love you if you X Y Z." Nah, yeah. fam. No. Nope. nope. That is conditional love, and it is bullshit. Though I will Fuck. say, I feel like I've used this in like a humorous context. Oh yeah, I mean like that. That's like oh, like if you give me your cookie, I love you forever. Like yes. yeah, that's that's, okay. that's, that's not okay. what that's not the fuck we're talking <laughs> about. Like fucking just take that person's cookie and be like, love me anyway, bitch. I'm worth it. Yep. Um, yep. But <clears throat> so yes, that is my own PSA. Is so guard so, yeah. your hearts, people. Guard your yeah. Hearts. Guard them. Guard them. Keep them. Keep them happy and safe. Uh, so it is time for the uh, prevail the, the prevailing uh, segment here on Amelia and Sherrick. What are you doing, Amelia? What the fuck is this? Woo! I don't I don't have a good headline this week, so we're not going to do both of those back to back. But this one is an image that uh, I got from a from a BuzzFeed article that um, I was told that you did not uh, take a look at. So I was like, ah, I feel like I'm being told to use this article, so I'm gonna. I mean, you didn't have to. I just, no, I, I mean, I, I had great I delight in it. Could so. tell that it was going to be really good. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if I don't open this, because uh, I think Steph sent it to our group chat. And yeah. I was like, if I tell Sherrick that I didn't look at this, which I swear I didn't. Uh, I believe it. It will be, it could be really good for this segment. So, yes. Um, all right. And I will, I, I will find things like this, uh, but I was just like, I have no shame if someone's going to be oh, like, hey, no. Amelia didn't watch this. I'm like, good. I'll fucking yeah. use it. So yeah. no problems. Yeah. Um, but feel free to go ahead and open it when you are ready. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for our audio, since, since this is an image in an audio medium podcast, it, it will be in the show notes as well. And it's a picture from obviously from Twitter. And it's like uh, the party section at like some sort of like, you know, like dollar store or probably, it's probably like walmart or something oh like it that. is walmart because great value is walmart i'm sorry i know that no no yeah you are correct now that i look at it and it's just like you know various candles and it's like you know like there's you know your standard like red and blue yellow candles or whatever there's some black mm-hmm. and white ones gel food mm-hmm. colors and like tiny ones with numbers on them and the the one that the one that is in the center is a candle it's a it's like a you know a sparkly or confetti style candle that has red outline and it's a zero with one two three to the to my right the left of the if it's 
stage side. He says, why the fuck is there a zero birthday candle? It's not like you turned zero years old, dumbass, with two laughing emojis. And I'm like, these are the fucking idiots that we have to deal with on a daily basis that yep. fucking think they're so goddamn smart. Like, yep. they try and go on Twitter for clout, and it's like, you didn't even think. Like, you didn't even stop to think that, like, there's a zero birthday candle so that when a motherfucker turns 10 or 20 or 30 or fucking 100 that they have to, <laughs> like, there has to be a goddamn candle for zero with your dumb ass like, oh like we could go on and on about these kind of people but that those are for further yeah. the fuck is this so yeah there you go uh I like it. i said it'll be it'll be in the show notes um amelia does the editing so she'll she'll put it there um at least she does them for now uh, <laughs> ominous pause um but yeah so it'll be there so y'all can look at that and go what the fuck is happening but these are my favorite kind of things is when people think that they're being smart and they're really just like just yep. dumb as hell yep Same. um so there is that so that's the amelia the fuck is this yay my favorite yeah. bit i love it <laughs> so uh if you liked this episode uh we are on you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find us here on Anchor. Our, the, the people who uh, don't know that we are using them for the home because they don't care, but they are nice enough to let us run our podcast here. So thanks to Anchor. Um, we're on Google Podcasts. There's, I mean, if you go on a, on our website, which currently is anchor.fm slash A-S-W-A-Y-D, you can see all the ones that we are currently under. We're going to be, um, I'll do some research into maybe adding some additional ones. Like I know like we're not, quite on stitcher yet if we uh, or maybe we are i'm not sure but there's a couple of ones that we have to like manually look into and we'll do mm-hmm. that for mm-hmm. y'all but just let us know what you thought you can tweet us at a s w a y d p o d that is amelia sherrick what are you doing pod for podcast um we would love to interact with you there um amelia called me out on our <laughs> on the one that i posted out on friday and i said one of us was listening to the groovers in the heart and uh she called me out in the best way which is with the meme with Shaggy. Uh, so <laughs> you can follow us there. Uh, Amelia is at Shake Meets World on you know your Twitter, Instagram, and I am at a Black Sparrow. So All right, come find yes. us. Say hi. Uh, yes. We will have another episode for you on Friday because we run on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Things of that nature. Yeah. So with that, I've been Amelia. I've been Sherrick, and hey, um, it's a really good idea to uh shred your receipts not use them as bed lining (laughs) they're not very comfortable (laughs) all right bye bye